Hello. On Saturday evening, like you, we were enjoying the Denmark-Finland game when Christian Eriksen collapsed on the pitch. We were in two minds as to whether to bring you a podcast today, but we are here, and while it may not be the show that you've gotten used to over the last week, we hope you will enjoy it all of the same. Hello, I'm Charles, and both Danny and Neil are here with me, as usual. There's really only one place we can start today, and that is with Christian Eriksen. While none of us have ever met Christian, nor are we ever really likely to, seeing him collapse on the pitch was truly awful, and we send our best wishes to him and his family and friends. Guys, I know it was quite a difficult afternoon watching that um, and, you know, everything that, that went on. I suppose the thing to say is that we are very glad that it seems as though Christian is well and stable in hospital and tests are being run. These are the latest that we know as we are recording. And, yeah, hopefully he seems to be on the mend. Yeah, it was a a tough, tough thing to witness. Um, And that's just us at home in our lounges or wherever we're watching the game from, isn't it? It must have been, I mean, I can't imagine how it must have been for those in the stadium, let alone those on the pitch and his family members. So it was difficult to process from my front room let alone for those those involved and, and a lot hell of a lot closer to it than little old me would be, obviously. So yeah, really, really, really tough couple of hours actually. I think it was one of the hardest things. Probably in fact it was probably the hardest thing I've seen on a football pitch and the most horrible thing to watch on a football pitch. Mm-hmm. Um take real positivity out of the fact that it looks like he's going to be okay. I think the reports do say that he's awake and he's FaceTimed the, the, the rest of the Danish team from hospital, which is, which is fantastic news. Um, I think you have to give massive, massive, massive credit to the referee mm-hmm. who, who instantly realized what was going on um, and, and to the medical team and also to the, the, all of the players as well. I think it, I think hopefully in providing he he gets better and is okay moving forward, there's, there's some real, real strong positive stuff to, to to kind of reflect on that happened in the aftermath of that, which I think is important to concentrate on as well. Mm. Yeah. It was just, it was terrifying, wasn't it? Just like watching it unfold. I had my 10 year old daughter on the sofa next to me as well, like watching it thinking what, like how do I try and communicate what's going on here? like to her and like how do I then as well process that in my head um how do I 
like make this make sense because it's just you're looking at it and you're just thinking it's it's not making any sense what's unfolding and is this is this real it just didn't, didn't feel real um and then you're like you just sat there presuming the worst honestly that's going to happen and just going going through all that in your head and i think i just i just had to completely shut off for the rest of the day like i couldn't watch any of the things that happened afterwards in the evening because i just had to mentally process it all and i think that's probably for the best because it it's that kind of thing that festers isn't it? i think if you if you see something like that unfolding on tv in a football setting to someone who's like probably is peak fitness just for that to happen to him is just a it's a traumatic thing to, to watch him to go through so um i think i've just been yeah just chatting it through this evening with my wife just um going through what what i was feeling why why it upset me so much and why it affected me so much and i think that helped like talking about it helped um i didn't do my usual thing of shutting up <laughs> and just like <laughs> ignoring it and you know it it then comes out in different ways if you don't acknowledge it and don't talk it and verbalize stuff because it it, it bring it'll bring up a lot of emotions for for all of us for for everyone watching will bring up so many different emotions and because it's a a footballer because it's a it's something that we follow so intensely and so passionately it it will affect us in a different way and like neil said the way that i've just watched some of the videos and the pictures of how you know the finland and the denmark fans were chanting to each other afterwards yeah um I mean, that was properly emotional as well. And it's just, it's so unique to football that that kind of thing happens that sudden, like you know, half an hour ago, they were thinking all these things like Finland were in their first game of a major tournament ever. And then for it suddenly not to matter, it it's just mad um, for, for this to then just bring them together. And it happens with, I think we've all got to sit down and have a reflection about what it what it means before before we start thinking about the tournament again because I know it definitely helped me tonight it it will be festering in a lot of people's minds tonight and I think the only thing I can recommend is to try and talk it through or text it through with someone before you move on because it will it's a it was such a horrible horrible thing to go through and I can't imagine how Denmark then went back and and played it obviously with the blessing of Christian Eriksen of off the back of his phone call off adrenaline or whatever it was they, they feel the need to finish it which is fine by the way um i don't think there can be any judgment in terms of any of the players any of the the staff or anything that went back out there and and finished that match um it just i just can't imagine the courage it took to go and do that so no fair play to them for doing that so it's it, it's just feeling i think at the moment like it's going to take a while to get back into the <laughs> the 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 humdrum of the tournament, so to speak. But but there's it, it kind of makes the the happy moments happier, if that makes sense. Um, mm. Like you're looking at the pictures late, and you think this is such a powerful thing. Like football's such a powerful, powerful thing to bring people together like this. So so hopefully it will continue to be that for the next few weeks. Can um, I, I just. <sighs> I didn't really know it had happened at first. I was sat outside in the garden, had a, had a beer in my hand, the barbecue was on the go, and I was just like half, you know, watching the game on my phone. And I was just like suddenly, oh, what's going on? And it was when they were a, 
I, I think it was the the moment when when Kasper Schmeichel actually got to uh, the rest of the players, and he was kind of, I think, actually moving people away mm-hmm. from Christian Eriksen to let the medical team get in. I, I imagine because bear in mind, I wasn't really, I didn't know what was going on, and I just sort of start started going, "Oh God, this is serious. What's happened here?" and I think had I been sat at home watching that on my TV with my Sky remote in my hand, I probably would have rewound it to see what had happened Mm. at that moment. And I know that a couple of people I've seen on Twitter actually did say that that's what they did because they didn't know what had happened. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden there was just, you know, commotion for want of a better word you know happening in one particular area of the pitch and the game had stopped I'm so glad that I wasn't in that position to do that yeah you know I just I couldn't imagine actually I in a way I am so glad that I did not see it happen yeah I think that was part of it for me because I was watching it um and just like I said, it didn't feel real and like it just felt like his, you know, I don't want to go into detail on it, but it, it just didn't feel right um, from the start. So and I think that's part of the thing that I needed to sit down and, and process what's gone on and actually seeing that happen on the football pitch is, is just something you never expect, you never want. Um, so, yeah, that's, it, was, it was just horrendous. It's tough, isn't it? Because everyone deals with, this sort of stuff in their own different way. So I, I guess maybe for some people needing to to rewind it and physically see it might have been a way of them processing it and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's interesting because I, when I, I went for a walk um, just to, to clear my mind uh, and there was another guy wandering around the village as well. Um, he had an England shirt on. Turns out he was doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. hmm which was quite nice. So we managed to have a, a sort of a five minute sort of chat about it, um, mm. which was good. And, and I think there's no right or wrong way to deal with this sort of thing when you witness it and when you see it. Yeah. I think mm. it's like you said, Danny, it's, it's super important to, to, to talk through your feelings, be that face to face with someone or be that WhatsApp, like you said, or, or whatever it may be. But equally, it's super important to do what's right for you as well. And mm-hmm. to, you know, everyone everyone will have a slightly different approach and stuff, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong wrong thing to do necessarily. Um, just a just a horrible horrible situation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just like you react. Everyone's going to react differently to it, isn't they? So yeah, of course, um, it's definitely like just dealing with it how how you want. Because the the worst thing to probably do is to go on Twitter and when you've got people saying this is what you should be doing, they shouldn't be playing, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that. It's just like you don't need that in your head. You just no. need to like think like how am I dealing with it and what am I dealing with it? But you know, it's and, and that's it. The world is such an an opinionated place. Yeah. Now because of social media. Um and for all the good that social media brings, it brings a lot of bad as well, doesn't it? For for sort of mental health and in these scenarios, in these situations and stuff, there's there's a lot of opinionated people out there that, that will try and ram those opinions as, as fact and down your throat. So it's yeah, it's tough. It, it was a tough. It was I don't I know you you sort of switched off, didn't you, Danny? And mm-hmm. that was your way of dealing with it. I watched <clears throat> the remainder of the game, um, 
and I must say, yeah, it did did feel massively less important. Yeah, but then I think um, like the rest of the tournament will feel less important in some way, in like a small way. Um, it, but in, in the same sense, we kind of need football as well, and it's not a bad thing for football to to turn into something that you turn to 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 help you through it as well. It's, a, um, it's an escape, right? That's yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah, why we like, go, and and That's like why we go. from from the outside for people who don't know and love football like we do, it's difficult to see that. And somebody from the outside might will think, "Why on earth are they still carrying on?" kind of thing. But for for us watching it, it's it is an escape, it's a release, and we'll all be sat there tomorrow <laughs> watching England getting just as oh, frustrated. Yeah. But it doesn't, yeah, it it does, yeah, it's not a wrong thing to do. It's not a bad thing to to be like moaning that that so and so is not playing or whatever. But it's just our release, and it's it's the way that we can deal with it, and that's the thing that unites us all and unites us unites everything. But I think the one thing that I want to try and do a little bit more after yesterday is to try and enjoy it and. And I think that's part of the reason why we started this pod that we want to enjoy the little things that make us fun, <laughs> yeah. that make football yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just one of that minute that that the tournament looks like it's carrying on, and that you know Romelu Lukaku's shouted stuff into the camera tonight, isn't he? About um, Ericsson because his teammate at the minute, um, and yeah, just there's that's such a brotherhood between players. I think that that gets lost sometimes in the competition, but I don't think it will for this one. It's um, it, 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 it would make everyone sit back, I think, and take a little bit of stop. It's one of those professions, isn't it, where you will come across. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure you and Neil are the same in in the things that you do for a living. Um, you'll come across people. You'll work with different people on different teams at work. Um, you maybe move around in terms of units potentially, or, or stores, or whatever you call. And you'll you'll get to know a lot of different people. And they may not work for the same company that you do, but they're doing the same job and you get to meet them at conferences and, and all of that, different things here, there and everywhere. And, you know, football is slightly more, I, I suppose, um, I was, I was going to sort of say like an exaggeration of that because these players, are, you know, you might think to yourself, oh, well, you know, Ericsson plays at the moment um, in Italy and therefore he's not thought of over here. But Mm -hmm. he was a Tottenham player, what, less than 18 months ago? Um, Might even be less than time than that, to be honest. I I can't remember when he left. But, you know, watching him on the Amazon Prime documentary series that followed Spurs, you know, in a way you kind of feel a little bit more like, you know, but you can see the camaraderie between players. They're like, they're friends. And you've got to remember, these are all young men. They're all younger than us. We're all in our 30s, our mid-30s. Christian Eriksen's 29. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's a brotherhood. I'm trying to hide myself. Yeah, it exactly. Is, it's right. even it's, more it's than friends, I think, and especially when you go away for a tournament with, with players. And it's such a brotherhood to, to go. And you can tell. Um from most of the teams that come out that how connected they are with each other that they just lean on each other all the time um, it's, I think it's a, it's you know football footballers look they all know each other that they're all very similar in general aren't they in terms of an, and it's a professional sport and it is essentially a a slightly different world than 
mm. than the normal life, which is also what connects them because they're all in that slightly different world than than the rest of us. And I think it's good, and it, I think it's it's nice to see see that sort of thing because I think, like you said, it it does get forgotten sometimes in in battle as such, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And it would be nice if if you know if fans could could see a bit of that as well, yeah. um, especially with everything that's going on. I know we're not going to get into the political stuff, um, but with the, the you know the booing and stuff, and I know everyone's got their own personal choice and their own right to and stuff. But I just think in this day and age, and, and especially this happening today as well, like more than anything, there's a time for for especially with the pandemic as well. Christ, forgetting about mm. that. More than anything, there's a time to unite, right, and mm. and all, all sort of be on the same page a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. Can we all just slightly move on? Can I just say how disappointed I am that the tiny car did not make an appearance at all today? I was gutted, Charles. <laughs> did it not make one appearance? Or no. At all? So I think no. I missed all of them. Well, I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any of the kickoffs today. No, no tiny car at all. Maybe mate. it's the Rome thing. Well, maybe it's in the garage. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's, in the garage. it's already broken down. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> After one appearance, who there knows? it is. I. It could it could well just be an Italian one then, or whether, whether maybe it's part of the open ceremony. Yeah, maybe it's just the the one. Oh, maybe we peaked too soon. Didn't here we? is here <laughs> is the ball that is going to be used in this tournament kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Okay, mm. oh, I'll take that. Um, Wales and Oof, Wales, the, yeah, uh, the Swiss. Oh God, that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> the Wales got the the, the Wales. <laughs> That's the whales. The whales. <laughs> 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 Talking of whales, did you see that story about the guy that was in a, a whale's mouth for about 40 seconds? I, I did not, but this is far more interesting than the 90 minutes that Wales and Switzerland played, so carry on and tell it. <laughs> Genuinely incredible. It was over in um, uh, the east coast of America, I think, somewhere around sort of the Cape Cod area. Um story was on the bbc news essentially i'm not i can't i don't, can't remember whether he was what he was doing whether he was canoeing surfing or whatever on a boat or whatever he was in the water he was a whale dentist <laughs> um and next thing he knew he, he said everything went dark and he was he, initially he thought he was in a, in a shark's mouth but then he said he couldn't feel any teeth um then he realized in a, in a whale's mouth and then after about he started going through as you would in that situation of course be starting to to sort of panic and and sort of think about your family and stuff. And then he said, suddenly he saw light. So he just sort of swam out. That's incredible. And exactly the kind of content that you've all tuned into here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Talking of actual whales, they were very, yes. very, very poor. I thought very, very poor. It, I genuinely fell stalled. asleep three times during that <laughs> Did you? <laughs> that's just age, Danny. Page. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's just a <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel James wasn't very happy at being substituted, was he? No. Um, we've seen that. Mind you, if Rob Page took me off of a football pitch, I still wouldn't be happy. I was going to say, we've seen that reaction at think Northampton if... Town a couple of times when Rob Page made a few substitutes, didn't we? Mm. So. I think if Rob Page was on the touchline of my team, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> it, that is it, the, very true. The, the, the first, well, I can't remember when Wales scored, was it about the 75th minute? It was yeah. around about then. It was yeah. around I then. just literally left the pub. Give thinking, or, oh, nothing else is happening. I'll go home now. Yeah, give or take, it was around then. The, the, up until that point, it was the most, if I was to describe, if someone said to me, okay, Rob Page, football manager, describe how his teams play and what they're performing, it would have been that first 75 minutes down to a <laughs> T. 
It was it's amazing because as soon as they scored, you'd have thought they'd won the thing. If, if you listen to Robbie Savage's commentary, <laughs> it was, it was oh, as yeah, if he, they'd just won the trophy. <laughs> what was it that he said, Danny? Um, like, I don't know. He, he, he was just genuine, genuinely on, uh, genuinely, generally on a on one of his. I mean, I'm, I've got nothing, no problem with people getting passionate about the country and when they score and stuff. But for Danny an equaliser against for an, it's an equaliser against Switzerland, it seemed a little bit over the top. Danny hates Robbie <laughs> Savage. Pass it on. <laughs> Let's get some beef see, going. See, I don't mind him on the on the radio and stuff when he chats and. Things like that, but when his partisan, I go, "Wait, wait, wait this winds me up." Oh, and, like, and, and if it was someone, it com- if on. it was someone commentating on an England game, you'd love um, it. Like that, I'd love it. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> Just because it's, cause it's... <laughs> oh, I think you've I'm got sure to respect I'm... it, haven't you? Who will we have tomorrow doing it? Um, where's it on BBC or? I can't remember. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's really? BBC. BBC. I think tomorrow. it is BBC. So. Um, I do you know? Micah Richards or Mike, Micah Richards? He's in the studio, Micah Richards. He's so I don't think he's doing the. I don't think he's doing the um, co-coms. I think it will be Janus. Yes, could well be Jermaine Janus. Yeah. He seems to be the. He does, he does. He's monotone, so he, we won't tell if he's excited or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, At least it's not whispering Phil Neville. <laughs> they might do that official I, name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enjoy I wonder that. if they'll do something where. Because it's England, they'll maybe have more than one co-commentator. Maybe, or maybe yeah, they'll maybe. save that for like if a home nation. Well, for the Scotland game, so they'll possibly they'll probably have someone like Jenis, and then a and then a who have they got? Have they got Ali McCoist? Is he on ITV? I think so. ITV. Um, but yeah, whoever it is, it'll be one from England and one from Scotland, plus then the commentator themselves. Um, did you did you see the first goal, Danny? You won't have seen this. Um, but the first goal in the Belgium game, did you see that one, Charles? I, I have seen it, yes. And everyone's saying it's offside, aren't they? It it was offside. Well, well, it wasn't because because the goal was given. <laughs> the goal was given. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what VAR should be really. You two just sat in the studio. That just was offside. Charles, Charles no, it wasn't. It's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah. Is VAR actually being used in the same way that we're used to watching it happen in the Premier League? No, I don't think so. I, I heard, I, I can't confess, I, I switched off a little bit. You can't confess? Oh, good. Right, yeah. we'll go on to the next suspect then. <laughs> um, I'd heard a little bit on, on, they were saying that essentially VAR is being used for three, almost three levels of checks, as in okay. an, an official check or something. Uh Hang on, is one of them like a secretive check? Basically, knows yeah. About it. I, th- I think that's what it was saying, yeah. I think it was what? like there's three different types of checks. And I was like, well, hold on. You're either checking it or you're not checking it. Like, it just seemed ridiculous. Mm. But that offside but decision they, has riled me right up. See, I, I've, I've looked at it a couple of times. And, and he's offside. I'm glad you, so I'm glad you me, agree. The ball, the ball goes in. And, and he's, he's stood in an offside <laughs> position when the ball is is played into the box. So he's offside. So he's offside. The fact that a defender touches it before it reaches him shouldn't matter, in my opinion. I agree. Because totally if you agree. if you think about it, the amount of times that we've seen it happen where um, ball gets played over the top and a player runs through from around about the halfway line, 
and the, you wait forever. Like they might not even touch the ball until they get inside the eighteen yard box, and then the flag goes up. And it, it's just this whole waiting thing to see what happens is just what is is confusing everybody. Football should be a very simple game to watch and to understand what's going on. In my opinion, if you watch, and I know you two hate it, but if you watch a game of rugby, talking about rugby, I knew oh, rugby was coming. Fuck's sake. <laughs> part of the issue with it and part of the reason why it isn't as big of a sport in this country as is because you can't understand. <laughs> it's too difficult to understand exactly what the referee is blowing his whistle for half the time. And because the ball doesn't bounce in the direction it's supposed <laughs> to bounce, there's also an issue. No, but if you don't know what's happening, and then how can you really enjoy what's going on? And, and that's what's happening with it. I can't understand, and neither can you, obviously, Neil, how that <laughs> it hasn't been given as offside. No, I can't. Okay, I can't it's a talking it. point. Well, yes, stupidness. But <laughs> it's... It, 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 yes, it's a talking point, but at the end, it's ruining football. I've said it, it's ruining football. It is. It's it absolutely. I can understand it. I've had it explained to me, and essentially, it's because it came off the defender, and the defender's touch was intentional. Therefore, it doesn't count as being offside because it's the next phase of play. My argument, absolute argument to that, which I think is a fair argument, is that defender wouldn't have panicked and would have took a hell of a lot more time controlling it and and taking his time with it if Lukaku hadn't been there. So therefore, he's clearly interfering with play. I, and I, I agree with you totally. For once, Charles, note this down. <laughs> for once, totally going to agree with you. It is, ruining, it is ruining football because that's not offside. However, if someone's, I don't know, if someone's toe is, oh, you know, don't. a, a millimetre, an armpit is a millimetre, that is given as offside. It's it, that, yeah. it, To me, like you said, it's just got so confusing and yeah. it's bollocks. However, Romelu Lukaku for the golden boot, it seems. Yes, I'm glad we all chose him as our golden boot winner. <laughs> Shows you how knowledgeable about football we are, doesn't it, really? Hey, um, early days, early days. Yeah, early it's in my five side team. It's in my Panini five side team. Oh, shut up, up, Danny. Uh, <laughs> After you all laughed at my Scott McTominay pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, much deserved. Um, shall we get a quick fact? Oh, yeah. Go on. Oh, yes. Yeah, fact. Mm-hmm. Is this Here's, from um, is this from who's this from today? <laughs> uh, this is from Superwes. Ooh. Day three fact: Dynamo Kiev have eleven players at this tournament. Ten of them are in the Ukraine squad. The, the other ones in the Polish squad. <laughs> oh, thanks, Wes. Cheers yeah. that. Which uh, which national anthem was he listening to there in the background? Um, I think he was just just trawling through his CD of national anthems. <laughs> now that's what I call anthems. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a big, he's a big anthem fan. You've got to respect it. Of course he's a big anthem fan. He's, he's the stat man. He's the, he's the anthem man. That's, that's it. Um, you name it. I love that. He knows it. That's his catchphrase. Very quickly before we um, go and have a look at some, well, today's games, uh, of which, of course, England are one of them. Um, We've had we've had another email, haven't we, Danny? Yes. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yes, I, I love that. an email. Yeah. 
<laughs> absolutely do love an it's email. Not just any old email, um, it's another international email. Yes. Oh, it's uh, it's brilliant. Um yeah, this email was was sent to us uh at so it's euro2020 to me at gmail.com. So that's e u r o 2020 t o m e um at gmail.com, which by the way actually is exactly how we're spelling our our Twitter handle. We've only got 79 I think followers. I know it's 95. Oh, is it 95? Oh, that's well, still. Stop begging. You know. Nobody loves a beggar. I'm begging. I'm going to beg. You Look, get, I'm sorry. There's 500 people your knees. to this podcast every single day. We can get at least 500 followers on the Twits. Not, everyone, not everyone uses the Twits, Charles. Well. Are you suggesting they should sign up? No, I'm definitely not suggesting <laughs> that you should sign up to Twitter okay, if you're not on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's have this email, this yes. international Come email. On. Come on. Oh, you want me to read it? Sorry. Yes, please. I thought yeah, you were going into email, it. Sorry, you, you were queuing yourself up. Danny, can you read it in the form of a bedtime story? Oh, um, I can try. I mean, it's breakfast time while people are listening to this, probably. But, can you uh, yeah, read it back to bed in the form of a breakfast time story? A breakfast time <laughs> story. Okay, cool. So I hope you all gathered over your shreddies oh. or pop tarts <laughs> oh. or bagels, sugary or, goodness. You know, whatever you're eating for breakfast. Good morning. How you doing? Um, hello all. Uh, so this is the email. This is from Anne oh, Pomeroy. Oh, right. Anne Pomeroy, who's um, who says hello all. Hi Anne. Um, she doesn't say that. I just did. Um, she says I heard your call for international emails. So here's one from all the way in the US. Oh, USA. Whereabouts oh. in the US? Do we know? I don't think we do. Let's read on. See if we find out. Okay. Uh, she says. Where, uh, she says, in the US, if you say you've, you're excited for the Euros, they first assume you mean Eurovision. Then when you correct them that it's a football tournament, they assume you've made some mistake because the NFL hasn't started yet. Sigh. Anyways, glad I found your podcast to hear about some hear some banter about the m- matches each day. Though I hope your Germany predictions are wrong and Manuel Neuer is enough to pull the defence through any rough patches. Here to a hopefully, here's to a hopefully exciting tournament. Thank you, Anne. Oh, lovely Joyful. email. Beautiful. Really good email. Let's get some more international emails, please. I I want a whole host of them. I, mean, I if want you, at if least you, one every day. If you live in Slough, email us as well. But <laughs> I I would like to now know where Anne is based in America. So okay. if Anne would be willing just to – not that we're going to stalk her or anything. Don't, don't panic, Anne. Um, no, we don't want your zip code. No, just, no, no, no. Just, yeah. just general location because the USA is a big place. Huge, in fact, I, I would say. Um, right, okay. In that case, let, let's move on to today's games. Just predictions, remember. We don't go into any of this nonsense. Um, so, first up, game of the day, England versus Croatia. Um, score lines, please, chaps. Starting with Danny. Uh, it has 1-1 one, one written all over it. Oh. Me. I, mean, I think I'm it's going to be... at it right now. It doesn't. It's going to be cagey, I think. Nicholas KG. Um, I think. How's he got a ticket? <laughs> I think Harry Kane gives us the lead through a penalty, but then Modric will pop up with a goal. Okay. And I don't. Okay. I don't think I'd mind that too much. One all. Let's okay. Move into Scotland with a draw. I don't mind that. I'm it's, uh, it's a tricky one. I'm going for a two-nil England win, which you know is being optimistic. I know, but. I back my boys, unlike you, Danny. Um, and uh, I, I'm going for a Raheem Sterling goal to silence the critics. 
and uh, a Harry Kane. Uh, and actually, I'm going to go with a Harry Kane penalty, just like you, because I, I think we will still get quite a lot of penalties, like we did in 2018 World Cup. Mm. How many so fans go. have we got there? Is it 27? <laughs> 22,000, uh, I think. 22,000. I think so, Which yeah. isn't bad, is it? It's not a... That no, was was that pretty much what they had for the FA Cup final. Yeah, that, twenty thousand for the FA Cup final. That was, I think. That was so pretty yeah, loud. Around that same amount, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be even louder, won't yeah. it? Let's be fair, because there's going to be oh, lots of home. fans. Oh yes, come on, Neil. Prediction. Oh, prediction. Um, yes. I'll go. I'm torn, much like Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> oh um, yes. I will go. Oh, hold on. Okay, Croatia two, England one. Oh, Neil. I was torn, sorry. <sighs> Austria versus North Macedonia. Um, first of all, I must apologise to uh, our number one German fan, uh, Mike Fuller, for not mentioning Leeds United player Alioski in our uh, North Macedonia preview. Mm. There you this go, he's is, had a mention. Uh... This is the five o'clock game, isn't it? So, it is, yes. Big big viewers def- for this one. The definition of after the Lord Mayor show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll still watch it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going go North with... Macedonia win for this one. Oh. Yeah. One nil. Sneaky one nil. Oh, go big or go home, Danny. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um... Where is this? Where's it being played? Bucharest. Oh, actually. <laughs> Yeah, go on. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. Sticking with it. Yeah. I'm going for, and I'm I'm very sorry, North Macedonia fans. I'm going with a 3-0 Austria win. Neil, scoreline from you? Uh, I am going to go with 4-4. Oh! <laughs> it's, it, I'm predicting this as the one game of the tournament. There's always one. <laughs> yeah. I'm predicting this one. A ding-dong. A ding-dong, yeah, yes. Right old ding-dong. <laughs> Who's um, going to score the North Macedonia goals? Yeah. Alioski with all four. <laughs> <laughs> Take the easy way out. There yep. we go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Netherlands versus Ukraine. Of course, my dark horses in action together. Um, oh, mine as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dark horse showdown. <laughs> double dark horse. Um, <laughs> double dark horse. Um and I will call them my dark horses, the Netherlands. Um, I'm I'm going to go for a one-one draw. Interesting. Three-two um, Netherlands. Oh, yeah. humdinger! Yeah, I'm going for this. Is a ding dong. Love it, Neil. Firstly, this is going to be a colourful affair, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes. It is. I love there's that. A, there's a bit of orange. And a bit of yellow and blue. Absolutely love that sort of thing. Where's this game taking place? Is it in Amsterdam? Amsterdam is it yeah. Amsterdam? Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, Steve. Oh, right, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go three-one uh, Netherlands. Oh, lovely, lovely old scoreline. Well, there you go. Well, I hope that the football today lives up to the expectations that we have just set. Thank you very much for listening. Do subscribe or hit the follow button, whichever it is that is available to you in your podcast player. Follow us on Twitter at Euro 2020 to me and keep on sending those emails in. They are tremendously good and hopefully we'll have uh, maybe another iTunes review to read out tomorrow if we're lucky. 
Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you back here, same time, same place, children, tomorrow. Come on, England. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey.